1: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again.
0: You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Your senses? Dine at Johnny Rockets. Or for the lighter side, Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. Shop the Memorial Day sidewalk sale Friday, May 24th through Monday, May 27th. Spend $250 and receive a $10 gift card to the outlets. Redeem at customer service in the grand lobby. Also flies last, visit outlets at traversemountain.com for a complete list of stores, hours, and events. That's outlets at traversemountain.com. Discover your outlet at Traverse Mountain. Just off I-15, exit 284. For more, visit outlets at traversemountain.com.
3: So, I'm apartment hunting, and having this debate with a landlord?
4: Like I said, no pets. Just can't rent you the unit.
3: Yeah, he's a dog, but sir, he's not a pet.
4: He's four-legged. He's hairy. He's on a leash. That's a pet.
3: No, Henry is an assistance animal. Look, I'm legally blind. Couldn't you make a reasonable accommodation for my guide dog?
4: Young lady, you can call your canine friend anything you want. Those are the rules.
3: Rules? Rules that allow for housing discrimination? So, I made a call to HUD to confirm that, indeed, landlords must make reasonable accommodations for assistance animals. And now, we're so happy in our new apartment.
2: If you think you've been discriminated against because of your disability, race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or familial status, call the HUD hotline, 1-800-669-9777, or go to hud.gov slash fair file a complaint, Make something happen. Fair housing is your right. Use it. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance.
5: Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Are your credit cards maxed out? Not paying some bills so you can take care of others? Or are you behind on the rent or utility bills? There is no better time than now to get your finances in order. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling, a nonprofit organization, offers a number of steps you can take to get yourself on the way to living debt-free. Track your spending for one month and report all your expenses, what kind and how much you spent. Use that to figure out where you can trim the fat. Look for low-cost alternatives to reduce expenses. Pack your lunch instead of buying it. Go to the library instead of the bookstore. When your credit card bills arrive, pay more and pay extra, exceeding the minimum payment. For more tips on how to recover from debt or get help in developing a budget, contact the NFCC to reach a certified counselor at 1-800-388-2227 or visit DebtAdvice.org. That's 1-800-388-2227 or visit DebtAdvice.org. A public service message from the NFCC.
0: Where Utah comes to talk? Are you kidding me? Are you delusional? And comes to be heard. Yeah, I appreciate being able to talk a little bit about this. KSL News Radio.
1: Traffic and weather together, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Well, freeway-wise, we have the typical problem areas. For example, southbound I-15 between 21st and 90th. Um, and by the point of the mountain. Now, we're not seeing huge delays anymore because of that, but still expect to see crowded traffic. Get your business ranked on Google. Visit rocketwebdesign.com. They'll also build your website for free with the purchase of a search engine optimization package. Get found on Google, rocketwebdesign.com. And your KSL forecast. Well, Grant Wayman says there was a cold front that moved over in the past couple of days. I didn't feel it. Tomorrow, it looks like we're going to be hitting a high of around 73. Not too many clouds right now in Salt Lake City at 65 degrees. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
0: Let me speak to the governor a special statewide radio program brought to you by the Utah Broadcasters Association and KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM
6: and I want to thank you for joining us for let me speak to the governor your opportunity to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert give us a call at 575-8255 that's KSL Talk if you have a question for the Governor, and Governor Herbert, welcome again for another edition of Let Me Speak to the Governor.
7: Well, thank you, Scott. It's always great to be with you, and it uh, looks like you got bumped up in the lineup here tonight.
6: Yeah, it looks like it, huh? Uh, we've got a beautiful weekend coming up, the uh, Memorial Day weekend ahead of us.
7: You know we do, and in fact, it's kind of on my mind and probably everybody else's uh, with Memorial Weekend that we need to recognize our veterans. I have had the great and distinct opportunity this past uh, week on a few occasions to be with some of our military personnel and our veterans, those who have served, those who are serving. Uh, We had a special opportunity to recognize the Vietnam vet who did not get treated very well Mm -hmm. during that difficult time in our country's history. And last Saturday, I think people uh, remember, it was Armed Forces Day, which is really designed to honor those who are currently in the service. And uh, as we look towards uh, the future, I know that today uh, the lieutenant governor's down in Ivins, down in uh, the Washington County St. George area, where we are opening up a, a new veterans uh, home to provide services for our veterans, a lot of veterans down in southern Utah. So they finally are going to have a place for them to go and, and get some help and treatment for their health needs, etc. But this weekend is really an opportunity for all of us to uh, remember Uh, to give thanks for those who served, some who've given the ultimate sacrifice, uh, not only themselves who've given their lives, but their families who've given up something very special in the the support and service of our country. And I I guess if I had a a pet issue, it's that uh, Memorial Weekend, which I certainly enjoy with my family and others, has become kind of a vacation time. Mm -hmm. And those are important, you know, time with our family. But, I hope we remember that the purpose of Memorial Weekend was for us to remember our veterans, those who have given uh, service and sacrifice and given their lives so that we could have these great weekends to spend mm-hmm. with our families. So, my hope is that all of us, the Herbert family and others out there that uh, as we have time with our families, enjoy the great weekend weather and the beauty of Utah, that take a little time during the day to to think and pause and remember our veterans, uh take an opportunity to thank a vet, thank those who serve, thank the family members. Uh you know, we've had a real tragedy with the loss of life of private first class Cody J. taos right. who we just found out last week has been killed in Afghanistan and our hearts uh break and our prayers go out and our condolences to the family in Elk Ridge and uh it just reminds us, you know, that uh, we we have conflict out there and we sleep better at night knowing these men and women are on the job protecting the, uh, America's way of life, our Constitution, and we just can't tell them thanks enough.
6: Governor, uh, you were in Washington, D.C. Uh, just recently talking about land use issues and appealing to the federal government to allow Utah to take over a lot of the uh, uh, BLM and, and public lands in the state. How did that go?
7: Well, I think it went well. We met with a subcommittee that's chaired by Congressman Rob Bishop and laid out our argument for why the states can do a better job of managing the public lands. There's a lot of misinformation out there as far as what we're trying to do here in Utah with our public lands. I'll just state categorically that Utah is a public land state and will always be a public land state. The question is, can we, in fact, improve the management of our public lands I think in many ways we can. We think Utah, which is a well-managed state, recognizes the best managed state in America, uh, we could do a better job if we had opportunity. And we hope at least that they'll listen to us and let us give input on how we can manage those lands better and get better results, whether it's managing our Forest Service lands, which, unfortunately, the federal government is really allowing some destruction with the bark beetle and some uh, fire that's not uh, conducive to the health and welfare of our forests. Uh, We've worked with the Secretary of Agriculture, worked with BLM, and uh, met with Sally Jewell back in Washington. I think we're going to have a great opportunity to work with her in a collaborative fashion, Uh, So I'm cautiously optimistic there that we're going to be able to do things together that are better than have been done in the past.
6: Now, uh, you know, the opponents of this will say that the state can't possibly afford to manage all of those lands without uh, almost a wholesale sell-off of those lands to uh, developers. What do you uh, say to that?
7: Well, that's not true. It just isn't. Uh, We generate off the public lands about $450 million a year. Uh, What is being spent on the public lands uh, by the federal government is about $219 million a year. We as a state would receive an additional about $225 million a year, so it's about a wash. I believe that we can find more efficiencies, we're closer to the land. we are getting more done with less money as a state government than they're doing in the federal government. So I think we've got the precedents being set. We don't have, we're not borrowing forty cents on every dollar, like they're doing in Washington. So uh, I'm ready to take on that challenge and and let this prove that we can in fact do that. We will in fact have uh, the money and the resources that would otherwise go to Washington. Second part of that is that there's no attempt, no desire to sell off and privatize the public lands. Uh, There may be some here and there, but it would be really a minor uh, sell if anything like that were to even occur. Uh, We have no incentive to do that in the state. The bill that was passed talking about uh, taking title Mm -hmm. to our federal lands says if we sell them off, 95% of the proceeds will go to the federal government. So there's no incentive for us to even do that. What I would prefer, and what we also introduced back in Washington, is let's do some more land exchanges. If people really are interested in resolving the conflict, which I am, if they're really interested in finding areas that need protection, and we have them here in Utah, there's beautiful vistas and venues that ought not to be developed, taking out of even consideration for it, we can find those. In fact, the bill requires us to do that uh, in Utah. But let's find those areas that ought to be preserved. Let's find those areas that ought to be developed under the BLM's multiple-use program, which is part of their responsibility. And let's aggregate those lands together with some land exchanges and find the proverbial win-win. I believe we can have it all. We can develop where it needs to be developed, and we can preserve where it needs to be preserved. And we can create, guess what, wilderness, (laughs) which is what people have been arguing for the past 25 years and have not created really one acre of wilderness other than the Washington County lands bill and we created some wilderness to protect us against getting some nuclear spent rods out on the Indian Reservation. Other than that, well, all we've done is fight and not with getting a very positive results out. So this proposal, we call it the Grand Bargain, uh, I think gives us an opportunity, a vehicle to really resolve differences and create wilderness. Uh, and protect beautiful vistas and venues, as well as open up areas for development that ought to be developed.
6: Once again, your opportunity to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert. Give us a call at KSL Talk. That's 575-8255. You can also text us at five seven five zero zero, and we'll pass your question along to the governor. Now, uh, while we're on this issue of the environment, you're being urged again by uh, a water commission to rethink rejecting that water agreement with Nevada. Are you rethinking that?
7: Well, I appreciate input from anybody on all issues. Uh, Clearly, uh, you know, we need to listen to the people, and uh, hopefully in a republic, a representative form of government, we respond to the wishes of the people. Uh, These folks who have given me some counsel are smart people. They understand water law and the water issues. But the truth of the matter is we've studied it for a year. This is not anything new, but we have uh, not arrived at the point where the people of Utah certainly in any critical mass, uh, are willing to support an agreement with Nevada, or particularly this agreement. Having an agreement, I think, is, in fact, probably a good thing long term. Mm -hmm. But it becomes very difficult to sign an agreement today that won't have effect for, you know, the next 15 or 20 years. And there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency. There's a lot of questions. Is there really going to be a pipeline? Are they really going to try to go into Snake Valley? That application has not happened yet. They're into Spring Valley, but not Snake Valley. So there's a lot of uncertainty. There's concerns about whether this is the right agreement. And so I just think it's not time uh, for this agreement or any other uh, right now. But we certainly want to leave the door open for that. I I think, uh, and I've talked with Governor Sandoval from Nevada and uh, expressed my interest in making sure that as we go down the road that we keep the lines of communication open and see if at another time, with a better agreement, uh, that we can actually maybe find some common ground on this issue that the
6: people of Utah will support. Once again, this is Let Me Speak to the Governor with Utah Governor Gary Herbert, and let's uh, just go ahead and start taking your calls. Al, you have a question for Governor Gary Herbert.
8: Well, good evening, Governor. Good evening to you, Al. Anyhow, I've been reading uh, where your office has been encouraging new uh, innovations, new inventions, new patents, and I like that idea and I applaud you for it. Can you just elaborate on a few specifics of your plan?
7: Well, innovation, uh, you know, is comes mostly from people out there that have freedom to think and innovate. Uh, we were in Israel not too long ago and went to uh, a university there. And, uh, the, the and the professors and the university people told us, uh, you know, we are not compelled to study anything other than what we want. We do research and development on things we think are important. So their creativity index is way off the charts. They think about anything and everything. That comes, by the way, with freedom and liberty, the ability to kind of go out there and create and innovate. Uh, the private sector is the best at that. But Utah tries to find best practices in our government. For example, we've been the best state in America in embracing technology and innovation to provide better services. And uh, so we have over a thousand of our services now online. Uh, we are using technology interface with the public to get uh, uh, have dialogue back and forth with internet services and technology. Uh, we are doing more with less. For example, we have fewer employees today in Utah state government than we had back in the year 2001. That's you know that's uh, 12, 13 years ago. And uh, we have, in in that same period of time, uh, about 500,000 more people that call Utah home. So we literally are doing more with less. Uh, So that's kind of the atmosphere we're creating. Secondly, we've uh, created what's called the U-Star program, uh, working with our research institutions to go out and do uh, science, technology, and research on energy production, on uh, new opportunities for data, uh, a lot of different uh, avenues that they're they're looking at and experiencing. And last but not least, we have challenged our state to find efficiencies over the next four years. We've been recognized as the best managed state in America, but we're not going to rest on our laurels and we're saying, what can we do better? And so our uh, uh, comments to our cabinet members, our our staff, our senior staff, and those out there is to see if we can find more efficiency. We've said twenty five percent more over the next four years, and so that's creating the uh, creating an atmosphere where the creative juices are working and seeing what can we do better to represent the taxpayers in a more efficient, effective manner. And it's one of the the keys to our success in Utah.
6: Al, thank you so much for your call on Let Me Speak to the Governor. We're taking your calls at 575-8255. That's KSL Talk or text us at five seven five zero zero. And for our uh, stations along the line on the Utah Broadcast Network, we're going to take a four-minute break right now, and we'll be back with more of Let Me Speak to the Governor right after this.
8: Attention, on Monday, May 27th, Dave's Bernina at 268 West Center Street in Provo and 691 East St. George Boulevard will be open from 8 a.m. until 11 a.m. only with a special Memorial Day early bird sale. Come on in.
3: Fantastic savings and special offers.
8: Deep discounts on all Bernina machines and accessories during these three hours.
3: Save a bunch of money. Think
8: about the creativity, pride, and accomplishment that a new Bernina sewing, embroidery, or quilting machine has to offer. Now is the time to buy with our Monday, May 27th Memorial Day early bird sale. One
3: day only. 8
8: to 11 a.m. only. So excited about Bernina. Really. Special pricing and no-interest financing on certain Bernina models. It's
3: all about creativity. Dave's Bernina, 268 West Center Street in Provo.
8: And in St. George, 691 East St. George Boulevard.
3: Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, davesbernina.com. That's Dave's Bernina.
2: Dad, where did the class come from?
4: Well, buddy, that's a good question.
2: Why
9: are you curiously? Who made the dinosaurs go away? Well,
0: I'm not sure anyone really knows how the dinosaurs... Where's
9: that person, so big? Uh, Does she have a baby in their tummy? Susie,
3: <laughs> that's not exactly appropriate.
9: What bugs you in the wintertime? How do the fish sleep? Is this worm a boy or a girl? How Why can't dogs talk? Why can't I fly? Why can't I fly? Dad, why don't you have any hair on your head? (coughs) Why is Sky blue? How do trees get so tall? Why is dirt brown? Where does the water in the bathtub go? Are we there yet? Why can't you keep your eyes open when you're sneezing? It doesn't grow
2: on trees. Where does it grow? You may not have all the answers, but if they're comfortable coming to you now when the questions are small, they'll come to you with the bigger questions later.
3: Dad, can I ask you something? Of
2: course, sweetie. Come on in. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
10: Real Salt Lake faces the Chicago Fire in the first of a four-game homestand at Rio Tinto Stadium on Saturday, May 25th, presented by Budweiser. Kick is set at 7 with Carnival Real festivities starting at 5. Don't miss the matchup as RSL tries to gain three points over this Eastern Conference foe. Visit RealSaltLake.com to get your tickets today. Last guess. Plata. Morales. And a goal! Javier Morales! I will be the difference.
0: Will you? At Good Neighbor Pharmacy, we're more than a place to fill prescriptions, you'll receive personalized care and answers to your questions. Experience the exceptional service that a community pharmacy delivers. Get to know your neighbor at goodneighborpharmacy.com.
10: Visit a locally owned and operated Good Neighbor Pharmacy location in Utah today and pick up your two-for-one Tuesday Salt Lake Bees baseball vouchers. To find a participating Good Neighbor Pharmacy location in your neighborhood, visit slbs.com and click on Promotions.
3: At Hoof's Vision, one of the most common questions we hear from new patients is... How do I know? How do I know what procedure is best for me? How do I know I'm a candidate? How do I know it can fit in my budget? The surgical team and skilled staff at Hoops Vision have the answers to your questions, and it all starts with your no-obligation consultation. Your patient counselor will lead you through a series of advanced screenings to determine which technology is best for your unique eyes. Hoops Vision is home to more vision correction technologies than any center in Utah, and our team of surgeons is committed to providing a customized treatment plan and VIP care to each and every patient. This means you. What's more, we offer a variety of payment plans and we will work with you to craft a payment option that fits within your budget. You have questions. We have answers. Call Hoops Vision now at 1-877-30-LASIK for your VIP consultation. That's 1-877-30-LASIK. 1-877-305-2745. Learn more at hoopsvision.com.
0: Toll free anywhere in the state. Call 888-575-8255. Let me speak to the governor on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
6: Give us a call, please, at 575-8255. That's KSL Talk. If you would like to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert, I'm Scott Seeger. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. And let's go right back to the phone lines. Adam has a question for Governor Gary Herbert. A- Adam, thanks for joining us. Adam, Good evening,
9: are you. Governor. Hey, I guess my, my question is about the health care situation. Um, you know, I, I work in, in the industry uh, for a home health and hospice company, and we've been trying uh, earnestly to expand. And there's limitations, and we went to the point where we actually bought another company locally to move that number to St. George, and we're, we're getting nothing but obstacles at St. George. Uh, and here, here's a company that's a viable company with 175-plus employees and been around for 17 years. And it seems that both at the federal level and the state level, there seems to be these objections to expanding and creating more commerce. So I'm just curious about that. We've reached out to your, to your office and really haven't heard back from different groups. And I don't
7: know what else to do. Well, uh, tell me some of the obstacles you're running into. Uh, we've, no, we've been given the title of the best place in America for business by a number of organizations, not the least of which is Forbes, Forbes magazine. So we're doing something right, but that doesn't mean we're perfect. So tell me what the problem is and see what we can do to help you.
9: Well, uh, obstacles uh, as far as CMS or some of the other groups that that, uh, that that manage this on a federal level, and we reached out to the senators also, but they're just not expanding. They're not, they're not offering more numbers. They're not offering more, even in the city of Utah, the ability to, right now it has to be concurrent uh, counties. And, and that's not a, a good business decision for us. That put an office in every county, to here in St. George, uh, and so that's one of the stipulations that, that's a, a roadblock. You know, if we could provide services in St. George and Chihuahua uh, and, and some of the other places, we can grow right now, and we have the, the manpower and the finances to do it. And it just it's not happening because we're not allowed to.
7: And you're in the home health care business, you say?
9: We are correct.
7: Well, healthcare certainly is the topic of the day, and so what we need to do is get to you with some people and see what we can do to help facilitate. If there's some way that the government is getting in the way, and certainly government does, uh, there's probably a lot of different areas of concern and, and, and a complex issue of healthcare. So let me give you a name and a number. I'm going to give you two names to call and talk to. Uh, we can call our Office of Economic Development and talk to Spencer Eccles, reference this uh, this uh, call tonight. His okay. office number is area code Five, 801 eight. 538 eight, well. 8888. 538 Also, though, we want to in, 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 bring into the conversation uh, Dr. David Patton, who's the director of our Department of Health. And so, with his involvement, we can maybe see what uh, unique situation we have with you and, and home health care providers and see if we can break down any barriers that are uh, standing in your way for success. So call that number, Spencer Eccles, and then Dr. David Patton, and we'll see what we can do to help facilitate some we'll, uh, better approach we'll it, here. Sir. All right, good luck to you.
6: Adam, thanks very much for your call. And let me speak to the governor, and you can talk to Governor Gary Herbert by calling five seven five eight two five five KSL Talk. Governor, from uh, our texters, uh, why doesn't the government just hand over those federal lands for Utah to manage?
7: Well, uh, they've been managing for a long time, and uh, it is uh, true that at the time of statehood in eighteen ninety six, you know there was private land that had been developed and. Uh, and owned, and so that was preserved and protected as a statehood. There was a lot of unowned property out there that was uh, controlled by the federal government. At the time of statehood, they took that and took title to it, but they took it with the purpose of one thing, and that was to dispose of it. They were going to, you know, sell it, uh, homestead it, get rid of it, put it into private hands. That didn't happen, and over time, of course, uh, in 1976, they created a new part of that law that kind of, uh, changed what we had agreed to at the time of statehood. That's called FLIPMA and the Federal Land uh, Policy Management Act of 1976, which complicates the matter. So I, I don't think they're just going to give it up. It doesn't seem to something they're going to do. But there ought to be the ability for us to agree that there's a better way to do things. And uh, there's nobody that cares more about the land than the people that have it in their own backyard. We have beautiful beautiful state that uh, we have a a growing tourism and travel trade uh, that we want to protect. I just created a new office this past legislative session called our Outdoor Recreation Department. And uh, this is designed to promote, uh, you know, outdoor recreation, all of its forms throughout the state of Utah work with our ski industry folks uh, who are putting a billion dollars into our 14 ski resorts. So outdoor recreation is a big part of what uh, Utah has been and and will be in the future. But there needs to be a better way to manage. Uh, We have too many fires, too many wildfires. Uh, We've planted too much cheatgrass, meaning the federal government. Uh, They they don't have fire breaks. We ought to be using more fire retardant, drought resistant grasses. We ought to be taking care of our forests better. They out to allow us to go out there and, and have prescribed fires in wilderness areas so we can tend to the to the management of the forest. There's just a number of things we can do better, and we need to find a way to collaborate and cooperate and raise the bar when it comes to the management.
6: You're listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor, your chance to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert. Zach, stay on the line. Jason, stay on the line. We'll be back with more of Let Me Speak to the Governor. We're going to take a five-minute break right now for stations to identify themselves, and we'll be back with more Let Me Speak to the Governor in a moment.
1: It's 6.30 in the KSL 24-Hour News Center. I'm Paul Nelson. KSL's top story this hour, the news of the official ban on gay scouts being lifted is being praised by local LGBT advocates as a major step in the right direction. Valerie Larrabee with Utah Pride Center says she's thrilled gay scouts will be able to join, but she says the exclusion of gay adult leaders will create a void.
9: This decision will continue to perpetuate the message of discrimination and confusion for our young people where neither should exist.
1: The LDS Church issued a statement saying sexual orientation has not been and is not now a disqualifying factor for boys who want to join Latter-day Saint scout troops. We learned more information about a 15-year-old West Point boy who's under arrest. He's accused of stabbing to death his two little brothers, ages 10 and 4. Davis County Sheriff Todd Richardson says that the teen had been watching them alone last night. The crime is actually tearing apart law enforcement. Most
11: of our deputies are seasoned police officers as well as paramedics, and when you have things like this happen, it taxes them on both ends.
1: Both as investigators and as humans. Richardson is asking for privacy at this, for the family at this time. He says the teen acted alone, and police found him in Layton after he'd run away, and they also recovered two weapons. Politics on KSL News Radio. President Obama defends the use of drones as he outlined in the country's national security policy in a speech at the National Defense University in Washington. ABC's Ann Compton reports In
3: a passionate defense of drone strikes, President Obama is insisting they are legal and extremely accurate.
1: We are choosing the course of action
0: least likely to result in the loss. Of life.
3: But under a new policy directive signed yesterday, the president says the U.S. would prefer to capture terrorists and put them on trial. Ann Compton, ABC News, the White House.
1: Coming up on KSL News Radio, it looks like the weekend's going to be pretty nice, forecast-wise. We'll have your KSL forecast next. KSL news time is six thirty-two.
0: Breaking
11: news: so A facility that's used to seeing one or two traumas a day all of a sudden had over fifty.
0: On KSL News Radio.
11: My mom and dad both have health issues.
6: So, yeah, when my doctor recommended preventive care for me, I knew he was right. So I left his office and called Regents. With the new healthcare laws, you want to understand what's covered right now and what's not, and what's going to change. They made it plain as day. I mean, really, I just want to do the right things for my health. I'm glad my health plan supports
0: me. Regents, your health connected. Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield of
10: Utah is an independent licensee of the BCBSA. Real Salt Lake faces the Chicago Fire in the first of a four-game homestand at Rio Tinto Stadium on Saturday, May 25th, presented by Budweiser. Kick is set at 7 with Carnival Real festivities starting at 5. Don't miss the matchup as RSL tries to gain three points over this Eastern Conference foe. Visit RealSaltLake.com to get your tickets today.
1: last Plata, Morales,
10: and goal! Javier Morales! I will be the difference, will you? Each summer during the month of June in Manti, Utah, a cast of over 900 portray a saga known as the Mormon Miracle Pageants.
8: This year's performances are June 20th through the 29th, except for Sunday and Monday.
10: Inspired by the struggles and faith of a people that migrated to this wilderness to escape religious persecution, the pageant unfolds in the shadow of the majestic Manti LDS Temple.
3: I love to sit at the foot of the Manti Temple and watch the pageant every summer.
10: People come from all over the country and the world Old to watch the pageant.
0: The Mormon Miracle Pageant is the most amazing thing I've ever seen.
8: The pageant is so cool, it makes me feel good.
10: Discover the Mormon Miracle Pageant and explore the charm and beauty of the beautiful Stampede Valley.
8: June 20th through the 29th, except for Sunday and Monday. Rediscover the Mormon Miracle Pageant and bring someone with you.
10: Performances begin at 9 30 p.m. and are free of charge. Tickets are not required. Go to mormonmiracle.org for information and follow the pageant on
1: Facebook. Traffic and weather together, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships. Well, speeds are improving, and we don't have any crashes listed on any of the freeways along the Wasatch Front. Zions Bank combines low rates with responsive turnaround times. Visit ZionsBank.com/refinance to learn more. Subject to credit and collateral approval. Restrictions apply. Equal housing lenders. And your KSL forecast: We are looking pretty nice tomorrow. We're going to have a high of around seventy-three. Not too many clouds in the sky. Uh, right now in Salt Lake City, we are looking at 66 degrees. You get the top stories every 30 minutes, breaking news the second it happens. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
0: Budgets, taxes, roads. If it's on your mind, you need to speak to the governor. Call toll free throughout Utah, 888 575 8255. Hear the answer on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
6: And thanks again for joining us for Let Me Speak to the Governor. Your opportunity to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert. And the lines are open. Just call us at KSL Talk. That's 575-8255 if you'd like to talk to the governor. And let's get right back to the phones, uh, Governor. And Leon is on the line. Leon, welcome to Let Me Speak to the Governor. Hi, Leon.
9: Hi, Governor. I appreciate getting to talk to you. Thank you. Um, What what I wanted to talk to you about, I I hear these um, advertisements, uh, you know, from the Southern Wilderness Alliance and other groups uh, trying to uh, get people, you know, to to, uh, go against returning our lands back to the state. And some of the things I hear, I think you're way out of context and, and not true. And And I I wanted to ask you what you believe our benefit would be to take the lands back. Because I I feel like that it should be state land and we should be able to use it for public use or whatever Mm -hmm. we need or or sell it, whatever uh, the use might be. And I just wanted to see what your your thought was on it so I could understand that.
7: Well, let me just say that uh, uh, there's a lot of emotion involved in this and a lot of history. And uh, I understand people advocate for their positions, and that's kind of the give and take you see in the public square out there and Certainly politics is a part of that uh so I understand uh Sua and others that have a different point of view and and you know that's just part of life and uh We all try to to i think get along and find common ground uh There's a lot of misinformation out there though, as far as what we're trying to do, and sometimes we the rhetoric gets ratched up because they want to uh, advocate maybe stronger than and uh, make it sound more pejorative than it it really is. That's one of the reasons why this idea of having this, what we call a grand bargain, this land exchange idea, we're going to find out who really wants to solve the problem. Some people out there don't want to solve the issue. They don't want to have resolution. They like the controversy. They like the fight because they take that and they go out and they raise money with it. Do you realize that Utah and Gary Herbert' trying to take away all of your public lands, and they say that to the people on the East Coast who really haven't got much of a comprehension as far as the amount of public land we're talking about. I was in Texas not too long ago and, and uh, talking about transportation issues, and uh, I asked them, "What do you do with your public land challenges out here in Texas?" And they said, "What public land?" And I said, don't you have public land? They said, yeah, we got about 3 or 4%. I had them guess how much public land we had in Utah. They guessed 25%. They thought that would be a lot. Then they guessed 50%. They about fell off their chair when I told them it's closer to 70%. We have less than one in four acres in Utah that's privately owned land. Now, I guess it doesn't really matter how we got there. It's what it is. And it's not necessarily good nor bad. We're talking about management. How can we optimize the management of our lands, protect the pristine areas, the beautiful areas that need to be protected, but still have access in kind of reasonable and responsible ways of our natural resources, including energy? And so we can, we can work this out. We can find ways to have land exchanges and aggregate land together that ought to be developed and aggregate land together that ought not to be developed. We can find the proverbial win-win. That's the goal. And for those areas that will be public land, as I said in the beginning, we're a public land state. Uh, We will always be a public land state. But we'd like to have Utah at the forefront on giving input and management and help uh, give the input of our farmers and our ranchers and industry folks uh, so that we can, in fact, get good management uh, on the lands that benefit the taxpayers not only in Utah but across this great
6: land. All right, uh, uh, Leon, thanks very much for your call. And Governor, a texter saying they're disappointed that you supported the ag-gag bill. Uh, why did you support that?
7: Well, it supported and passed overwhelmingly by our legislators. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's the biggest area of of concern if you don't like the bills they pass and go up there and lobby the legislature and, and uh, have them not pass uh, you know uh, bills that you don't like that's part of the give and take out there in the public square and that's why we have uh, legislators that are supposedly and I believe they do uh, most of the time represent their constituency and the people of Utah We've, we're doing a pretty good job of managing the state but they don't always get it right I don't always get it right either and uh, so if the ag gag bill so called is an overreach of people's civil rights there's courts that's part of the third branch of government to help us uh, you know figure it out uh, there ought to be a, a court contest on it if there's something going wrong if if we have unintended consequences then can, let's go back this next legislative session and amend the bill modify it improve it that's part of the legislative process so if you don't like it
6: you get a hold of your legislator and let's improve it. Zach is on the line with a question for Governor Gary Herbert. Zach, thanks for joining us.
9: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I had a question about uh, supporting autism in Utah for uh, insurance coverage. It seems like there's a lot of states out there that do it, um, but Utah doesn't seem to have any um, any help for that with insurance companies and I was wondering if you would support that and if you're aware of any, anything that uh, is trying to make that happen.
7: Well, listen, I can tell you uh, autism is a, is a challenge for our parents out there and guardians, and so I recognize the difficulty that autism presents to you or if you have autism in your family and, and to others. Um, we have the challenge of, of you know what should insurance companies cover, And there is actually autism insurance out there. It's expensive, but you can get it today. The question is whether we mandate it to insurance companies and spread the risk across a broader uh, broader, uh, group of people. Uh, And to do that, of course, uh, the intent would be to uh, reduce the cost of autism insurance. Uh, There is a sensitivity to that, not only by myself, but by the legislature. And we've created, in fact, a pilot program that's designed to uh, for us to assess the cost and the benefits of uh, having a mandated program. And that's been passed here, I think, a year ago. Not this past session, but a year, year ago, this past legislative session, which we hope will give us some guidance, some facts, some data so that we can decide if, we, in fact, we want to go to the next step, which would be a broad uh, mandate for insurance companies. So stay tuned. There certainly is concern and consideration being given, but we need to have this pilot program give us some information so we can go to the next step.
6: Zach, thanks so much for your call. And, uh, Governor, one of the texters saying uh, loves your message on preparedness, and that's a very uh, uh, good subject to talk about, considering the tragedy that's happening in Oklahoma City and more Oklahoma, right now
7: yeah our, I know Mary Fallon very well uh, she's a great governor of Oklahoma uh, she and I served together as lieutenant governors then she spent a couple of terms in Congress um, a great uh, uh, lady in a great state uh, they're just you know whipsawed with these uh, um, hurricanes and uh, it's a it's a difficult difficult thing the tornadoes and what's taking place there the you know the loss of life is just uh, heartbreaking uh, it brings to mind one that, you know, you never know where tragedy is going to hit. And we all need to step up and help answer the call. We can't look for government for all the solutions to the, to the difficult times. The private sector is much more nimble. It's much more uh, able to, in fact, help. We've offered help to Oklahoma, by the way, and others in our, the Red Cross and other private organizations out of Utah have stepped forward to help them through this difficult time. I'm reminded not too long ago about 2005 everybody recalled the New Orleans tragedy when we had the hurricane uh, Katrina and Hurricane Rita, which devastated that city so uh, 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 much, uh, and twenty-five to 230,000 homes destroyed in that. And uh, just to give you some size comparison, that would be like all of the homes in Utah County. Right. And a third of the homes in Salt Lake County all being destroyed. I mean, the magnitude is just hard to comprehend. But I was there with my friend Mitch Landry, who's the lieutenant governor then, now the mayor of New Orleans, uh, coincidentally. And out of that exercise came what we call the Be Ready Utah program. We uh, have a program here of self-sufficiency. It's a bottom-up driven thing where individuals and families take the responsibility. 72-hour kits. We have a 12-step program. You can go to BeReadyUtah.org and BeReadyUtah.com and get information on what you can be doing to, to insulate yourself against you know, whatever, whether it's a, a natural disaster, man-caused disaster, economic downturn. And it's a good, uh, I think, instruction of as far as what you can do and should do. Utah's concern is not necessarily tornadoes. Mm-hmm we worry about earthquakes. And right. if you recall, just a couple of weeks ago, we had the uh, 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 the Great Utah Shake Shakeout. Out. Uh-huh. And we had the most participation of any exercise like that in the country. So that's our big concern is an earthquake. But we need to be ready for anything. So Be Ready Utah. Uh, look it up. Uh, uh, be ready and be prepared yourself. Uh, Utah understands this better than most states. In fact, our model of Be Ready Utah has become a model now for FEMA taking it to other states uh, to emulate and copy what we're doing here in
6: Utah. Jason's on the line with a question for Utah Governor Gary Herbert. Jason, thanks for being with us.
9: Hello. Um, I had a question about if you assume the, um, the, land, the federal lands, um, how are you going to fund the research that goes on them without gutting them?
7: Well, the research, whatever whoever's putting the money up for research, there's no reason why that should not continue. Uh, again, the fact that we, either we uh, take over management of the land uh, doesn't mean that, that we can't still do research. And if the federal government's got grants and, and monies that they want to, to fund, we have grants and money we do with our uh, universities right now and uh, uh, working on the public lands. There are state funds that go into research, Well, that will continue. Federal grants and research will continue. And uh, So whether we do the grand bargain and and, uh, land exchange or whether we take over management responsibilities at a a higher degree, those research monies should continue. There should be no reason that would stop. By the way, in part of the proposal we have, there's no uh, desire not only to not privatize the land, there's no desire to take away the management responsibilities of our national parks. Which we have five of them out there. We have 33 wilderness areas already out there. We have monuments out there. No desire for the state of Utah to take on that responsibility.
6: Thank, thank you very much, Jason. Appreciate your call. Let's, uh, let's talk to Austin. Has a question for Utah Governor Gary Herbert. Austin, thanks for being with us.
9: Yeah, thank you for having me, Gary uh, Herbert. Uh, thank,
6: thank you, Austin.
9: My question is on uh, budgets and stuff through like fire departments and whatnot. I, I've had friends that work. Of the Department of Logistics part, and, you know, when they save money throughout the year, when it comes to budget time, if they're under budget, they're, they're pretty much told that we need to use it so we don't lose it. And then, you know, we end up having them go and they just buy new vehicles or accessories and files and this and that for these trucks. And, and especially with education, always being the one that's shorted, where is it that we could take this money that we save saved throughout the budget year to allow it to go to educational <clears throat> purposes, but then be able, you know, next year if they needed it, that they could still get it without having to jump through all the, the hoops to get it again.
7: Well, thank you. It's a great question. and Clearly, we see uh, in government the tendency of this use it or lose it, uh, most notable in Washington, D.C., and uh, but that's not the program in Utah it doesn't mean that some people don't do that and say, well, gee, when we go to uh, argue for our budget, if we have some surplus, maybe will not give us as much next year as we had this year and we'll be shortchanged. So I'm not arguing that there's not that temptation out there. But we have a zero based budgeting program that we put together in the governor's office that says you've got to justify every penny. If you spent a million dollars last year, why should you get even one dollar this next year? Uh, what is the justification? What is the benefit of spending the million dollars in whatever department or division you're in? So we have a zero-based budgeting approach to justify every dollar and, uh, each year. And um, we also are finding, uh, you know, with our attempt here to find efficiencies, it shouldn't be lost on anybody because government is labor-intensive. Uh it's not like we build things uh we don't manufacture products, we have service, and that means labor people and yet the fact of the matter is where we have fewer people today than we had you know twelve years ago in the state government as an indication we're doing better. We're finding efficiencies, uh, part of it's technology and uh, improved processes. But we also have got the challenge that's out there now that I announced in our state of the state address this past uh, January. We're going to find 25% more efficiencies over the next four years. So they're going to have to justify every dollar. Uh, We uh, have reduced our cost per capita here in the state of Utah for for government. Uh, We are doing better uh, than most states. We have a AAA bond rating as one of only six states in America, by the way, that have that. So we're doing pretty well, but we certainly can do better, and we will do better over these next four years.
6: Austin, thanks so much for your question on Let Me Speak to the Governor. We're going to take a four-minute break for the stations along the line, and when we come back, it's our... Quick fire question round. Rich Pyatt from KSL TV will oh. be joining us in just a second. So, so get ready, Governor.
12: Old MacDonald had some ground with Nutra Nutra mulch. And in that ground, he plants some seeds with Nutra Nutra mulch. With a strong plant here and a strong plant there, here a plant, there a plant, everywhere a strong plant. Now Old MacDonald has a farm. With Nutra Nutra Mulch. Nutra Mulch is available at all independent nurseries, hardware garden centers, the Home Depot, and at IFA Country Stores. See NutraMulch.com. Let's talk turkey. Premium turkey manure compost from Nutrimulch. Putting Nutramulch in your ground before planting ensures that you have a nutrient-rich and plant-friendly medium in which to produce the finest crops, flowers, and shrubs. Using lesser compost cheats your plants and hurts production. So this year, don't chicken out and use inferior products. You could end up with just a load of oh! Always use Nutramulch before you plant. Nutramulch is available at all independent nurseries, hardware garden centers, the Home Depot, and at IFA Country Store. See Nutramulch.com.
2: Tired? Tired physically, tired mentally, and emotionally? Aren't you just tired of feeling tired? Feeling like Superman or Wonder Woman would be nice, but most of us just want to get back to feeling normal. Not someone else's normal, but feeling your normal. Are you ready for a solution? If you're over 35, tired is probably tied to your aging body. It could be testosterone, thyroid, nutrition, hormone imbalance, activity, and a number of other things that simply change as you get older. Invigorate gets you back to being you the you you want to be invigorate is a three-step program that will bring balance and energy back into your life yes there is a science to this it's not about killing yourself at a gym and it isn't just about changing a diet call now to speak with invigorate at 801-987-9777 that's 801-987-9777 get back to your normal with the help from invigorate 801-987-9777
4: Yep, it's me again. And I'm out here at J&J Garden Center in Layton, you know, Utah's largest producing nursery, because I need more trees. And J&J has the largest selection in Utah. I love trees, and I only buy the best. And J&J grows the best products at the best price. Right now, over 25 of their top varieties and sizes of trees are 20% off. And their seven most popular two-gallon shrubs are on sale too. Usually $15.98 each. Right now, they're only $8.98. I just love this place. And I promise that you'll love it too. So trust me, you won't be disappointed. J&J Garden Center in Layton. Take the Layton Parkway exit, Main Street to Gentile, then West 2 miles. You gotta see it to believe it. You really do. Country
3: grown to your home. J&J Garden Center.
4: It's spring fever at Sound Warehouse. Time to gear up for Memorial Weekend with a great summer sound system for your car, truck, or boat. At Sound Warehouse, you'll find Utah's largest selection of mobile entertainment, in-dash navigation, car alarms, video screens, and more. Gear up now for a great summer. Pioneer and JVC AM FM CD receivers with iPod input and remote, starting at 69. This includes two headphones, 10-inch flip-down monitor with built-in DVD and black or tan. 298. Gear up with in-dash AM FM CD DVDs with big-screen monitor. And fast and easy iPod control by JVC Pioneer and Kenwood. All starting at $298. Rock, rock the water. With a complete phone system. Marine AM FM CD with marine cover and marine 2-way 6.5-inch speakers. All for only 99 bucks. Pick up this week's City Weekly to see more gear up for Memorial Weekend deals. Visit SoundWarehouseUtah.com. Eighth and Wallach. 1680 North State or 2763 South State Salt Lake. The warehouse.
0: Sound Warehouse. The Let Me Speak to the Governor quick Q&A. All
6: right, this is our quick fire round with Governor Gary Herbert on Let Me Speak to the Governor. And, Governor, the first person that's going to ask you a question in this quick fire round is Nolan. He's in fifth grade, and he wants to ask you a question. Nolan, go ahead.
9: All right, so um, in my class we're doing a debate, and uh, the thing we're debating though is should we ban supersized drinks?
7: Well, I think people ought to be wise in how they uh, have their own nutrition, and probably large sugar drinks are maybe not the best part of your meal. But I don't think government should step in and take away your rights. It's a freedom-liberty issue, and so you ought to make that decision based on your information, what you want to do to be healthy uh, and uh, strong, but government ought not to step in and say what you can or cannot drink uh, when it comes to basic foods.
6: All right, Nolan. Thanks for the question, and way to get involved. Thanks for being a part of Let Me Speak to the Governor. So official uh, summer start, the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, where's the Herbert family's favorite vacation spot?
7: Well, for vacation, uh, we go up to Bear Lake once a year. We've done that every year for about 36 years, a family reunion. We spend uh, three or four days up there, and it's just a great opportunity for us to kind of get to know each other, all the cousins know each other, do a little boating, fishing, water skiing, golf, tennis.
12: Perfect. Well,
0: Governor, you know, usually I'm the one that's supposed to be asking those hard questions, like Young Nolan did about the <laughs> sugary is, drinks. You know, that's
7: that is a tougher question than people would think. That yeah, is a tough. One.
0: Exactly. I'm kind of curious about your golf game. Are you? You're. I know you're a good tennis player. Are you a good golfer too?
7: You know, I I'm not bad. I'm not good. Uh, I have about a 12 handicap and I have good rounds and I have some really bad rounds. I don't get out enough to really work on it. I love golf. It's good kind of a good getaway and every golf course you know is unique and different and they're all pretty nice places to be.
6: Beautiful. Beautiful. If you could get out and go to a movie, we talked about this. You have uh, don't have many opportunities. Would it be Iron Man 3? Would it be Star Trek or would it be Great Gatsby?
7: Oh gee, I, I like the thoughts of all of them. I saw the original Robert Redford Great Gatsby, which I quite liked. Uh, I uh, Iron Man. I know I've seen the first two, and those are pretty good. And uh, I've heard that's the Iron Man three is a good one. Yeah. But I'm a Trekkie. I really am a Star Trek guy. I mean, did you see
0: the first? Did you see the first movie? Hey, that?
7: I saw it when it was on television. You know,
0: no, 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 I'm sorry. In this latest, in this latest series,
7: I've seen a number of. I don't know if I've seen all of them, but I'm here to tell you, I still think some of the best. Stories ever done were on uh, television. Roddenberry had some great ideas, okay. principles. Uh, you know, you learn something, made you think. They were some great stories. They did catch on, but it was only on about three years. Yeah. But look what yeah. it spawned many, many years later. I'm a Star the Trek fan. One.
0: I saw the second one, Scott. Did you see the, the, the new one that's out? I
6: have not seen the new that's one yet.
0: One. You should go I see planned. it. I plan I think you'd like
6: it. Okay, okay. I'm going to try to do that.
0: Okay, well, I'm kind of curious about ice cream. What's your favorite favorite flavor of ice cream? We're not trying to ban that. That's oh, heavens
7: green. no. Uh, there's some things we have limits on. Uh, ice cream is okay. Uh, you know, my favorite ice cream was Snell Groves Burn Almond Fudge. Ooh. And they don't make it anymore. You know, the Snell Grove sold out. Yeah. But I like uh, burn almond fudge. Uh, there's some different, you know, reasonable fact similes out there that are like that with different brands. But Chalk with almonds is uh, hard to beat for me.
6: Mm. You know, we always seem to have this, uh, let me speak to the governor when some big sporting uh, event's coming up. So who do you think, Spurs or Grizzlies?
7: Well, San Antonio's played extremely well. They've always been tough. They've always been tough on the Jazz, but I'm, I predict San Antonio.
6: Heat or Pacers? Uh,
7: Miami's got LeBron James and that's enough
6: what a game last night. Did you see him throw that in at the last second to LeBron James to win the game? You know, I
7: didn't. I was working uh, last night, but I, I, I'll i take your word for it. But okay. I've seen LeBron James play, and he's uh, hes Superman. You know, he's uh, hes great.
6: Governor, thanks so much for uh, joining us for Let Me Speak to the Governor. Rich Pyatt, thanks for uh, stepping in for a few minutes to uh, help us out here. We appreciate it. With and, the uh, tough questions. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for your calls. We're sorry if we didn't get to everybody, but uh, we have another opportunity to coming up next month for you to join. Let me speak to the governor. Thanks again for being with us.
11: On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a non-profit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project, we never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org.
6: I want to thank you for listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor. The Nightside Project, Seriously Thursday, coming up next there at the Decadence Cafe in Orem.
0: Utah's first source for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, severe weather, and local talk. KSL-FM Midvale.